But anyways, um, I'm supposed to record our podcast with my friend for our fantasy football league. <laughs> so I need to go. It was supposed to be at 8. I told him 8.15, so I need to record that, uh, which I have no energy for. But he wanted me on because my team's uh, called the Finicky Podcast. I'll show you it. I'll send it to you. It's called the Finicky Podcast <laughs> for our fantasy football league. It's just for us. It's for us. <laughs> my friend Julian, I'm just texting him right now. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit late. Uh, I talked to my parents at their anniversary, and he, or all, a couple days ago. He goes, he goes, don't take my allowance, Dad. <laughs> so, so, anyways. But I'm glad you guys had a good time, and I'll, I'll give you calls later this week. Um, sorry, I've been just super tired, but um, I should get through it, push through it. So, okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. That was beautiful. That was Did, absolutely. Oh, could you hear me the whole time? Yes, of course I could hear you the whole time. I didn't know I was on mute because I was texting you, but I was like, I don't know if you can hear me because I don't want you to be talking while I was on the phone. Let me uh, let me go pee really quick and then we can start. All right, perfect. are not on a winning streak. I didn't need to be reminded of that, Julian. I was feeling pretty good about myself, and uh, I had over 200 points three games ago and lost to, I forget who it was, had the best one of the best games the entire season and had played against the one team that had a real good game as well. And then it's gone on the shitter since then. Uh, my quarterback's out. I got Zach feeling all good and pretty about himself. Playoff percentage chances are, but you can inform me of that because I feel like they're not great. They are in the third. Holy shit! You have a th- I was in the ninety-five club like three weeks ago. You were, you were, you had uh, a really good chance. In fact, uh, last week you had a seventy-nine percent chance. Um, it was a seven. It was a three-way tie with seven wins. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So well. The, Although, okay, here's, here's, here's my theory. I mean, do you have a theory as to why? You, I, don't want, I don't want you to accept my theory. I want you to tell me. Why have you lost three games in a row? Uh, here's part of my theory. Although Ben Derger doesn't quite fit into it unless you count dogs. But as you can see, the top four gentlemen in this league um, have kids, kids on the ways, or dogs. Which basically... I think is some sort of plan, you know, by the commissioner to push out all the bachelors um, from contention. It always comes back to me. None of that is fair. So what you're saying is that there's not enough people that love you. But what I, I just, I just, I think we all actually just overheard your conversation with your parents, and that. Oh God, uh, that no, I think intro? there's a lot of people out there that love you, Andrew Bottom. I think it's the fact that maybe you weren't reading the finicky thread when we were like, hey. 
it's Minshew Mania time. Hey, Gardner Minshew is going to start at running back or at quarterback. Hey, Gardner well, Minshew, I- everybody, it's happening <laughs> right now. And you thought, I think I'm going to start Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I think I'm. Gonna- uh, the funny thing about that is, I think I responded to that text thread. Not really thinking about <laughs> what team does that. Gardner Minshew play for? Yeah, I I, uh, I definitely responded to that thread and uh, God damn it, I'm. You know what's funny? I was, so, so I was talking. I was talking to somebody about uh, Ted Lasso the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, it's Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso." And Ted Lasso is great and all, um, but what it's it's fine, but it's funny to me because uh, it's on Apple TV and you know I use HBO. It feels like the opposite of game of thrones where in ted lasso everything good happens to people you watch it you're like oh, i want to see something good happen i'll watch ted lasso like every there's something bad might happen but in the end usually you know, something good happens whereas in game of thrones you were constantly waiting for something good to happen and then something terrible would happen and then the minute you were like well now something really good's gonna happen to make up for that terrible thing and then something even more terrible would happen. <laughs> All of that to say is, uh, but you had something great happen to you. You had the the Steelers coach get you fifty points. Fifty points. Fifty points, and it was if this was a Ted Lasso show, if Finicky was a Ted Lasso production, it would have felt like. Oh, now this is Bottom's chance. Now Bo- this is going to save Bottom, and he's going to do so great, he's going the whole championship. Except Bottom, this is not Ted Lasso. This is Game of Thrones. You got one tie, one 50-point win, and then you proceeded to lose the next three games. I, wa- I want to I point out two things. So two weeks ago, I had two quarterbacks that scored zero points each. They each had three or four interceptions. Yeah, and then this week Jalen Hurts gets hurt. My fault for not putting someone else in. I would have, I would have lost either way. But um, I bottom, bottom. I, I think there are ways that you would not have lost. We could look into the details. You, just using the players you've got, you could have got within about ten points. Ugh. If you would have just shuffled a little bit, if you were just maybe done a little bit more foresight. But then again, here's the thing: I can't question you. You used to be. Very good at managing your football team. You would get 250 points. What happened is that Lamar Jackson, uh, Austin Eckler, the Buffalo Bills, Nick Folk, and um, Jalen Hurts stopped giving you an enormous return. They were always projected for a normal amount of points, and they would get you an insane amount of points. And that stopped happening, Andrew Bottom, and you... You got to react to those things. I will say, Kirk Cousins has been really good for you on the bench all season <laughs> long. So you had the, you had the tools. Um, all right. Well, let's not look into the past too much, even though you fucked it all up. Oh wait, no. And I actually I did write down a I mean, bunch the of shit. Interesting thing is, is, I still have the second most points in the entire league after Jake. That's true. Point you do, you do have a lot of great points. Part of that is because you and Jake had a couple streaks of getting like 250 points. In fact, one of those matchups was against Zach. You had 250, you had 246 versus 177 points to Zach in week five. And I think the computers saw that and were like, oh, well, clearly Andrew Bottom is going to win this matchup. So they gave you a 79% chance at the playoffs. And then you fucked that up. 
So now Derage and Zach have eight wins, and you're on the outside looking in. So you are in a must-win. You're in a must-win, Andrew Bottom, and today we're going to go into your matchup. We're going to take a look, and we're going to see what can we do to help you win and possibly go to the playoffs. But before we do that, in our weekly projections, we're going to go to the two matchups that don't mean a goddamn thing. First, we're going to go to uh, JP versus Antez. Antez has a one percent. What I don't care about, I understand. Antez has the same record as me and has a one percent chance of getting in, and I have a thirty percent chance of getting in. Well, based points for, I think it is mainly because. So Antez has is seven and six. Um, He's going against nine, three, and one. Here's the thing: if he has eight wins, I think he should make it in over you. But in that instance, both Derage and Zach. See, he would just at best tie those two people. I don't know. I'm not, I actually don't know what's going to happen. I think part of it's because he's in the other division. I'm very curious. If Antez wins this matchup, and if Derrige loses, and if Zach loses, I'm very curious to see what happens because that's when we just leave it up to the gods. But you're right. Maybe it is a points for, points against type of thing. Either way, It's not looking good for Antez because while Antez does have Russell Wilson versus Houston, um, this is the drawback of having Jonathan Taylor. He's on a bye. When Antez needs him the most, Jonathan Taylor, fantasy MVP, is on a bye. So, I don't know, Bottom, is there a chance for Christopher Antez to win this matchup? Um, I, I don't, I mean, it, the computer's projecting 50-50, so I don't know what it's, what I'm, what I'm missing well, here. Well, you gotta think, there's a lot of moves to go on here right now. Yeah. JP oh, doesn't have a, a defense. JP for his, oh yeah. yeah, JP's got a lot of buys on his team, or a couple I mean, punters on a lot, but he's got a defensive buy as well. Um, yeah, I think this would be rough for Tez because I don't see anything on his bench specifically that would ever replace all those points. Right, and it's not like JP needs to make a lot of moves. He could just sit here and let whatever happen. He has an absolutely no danger. He has nine wins. But, uh, yeah, Vantez could maybe pull this out, I guess, possibly, and I don't I don't even know the rules well enough. Maybe he could make the playoffs. Uh. Uh, on his bench, um, he has no real adjustment for Jonathan Taylor. He, he can put in Valdez Scantling and uh, rotate up uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Alexander Madison. Um, I don't know. He could work the wire a little bit. There are some really great wire options. We'll discuss those more when we get to your matchup because you actually have to use some of those. But I need to. Um, <laughs> here's the thing I'm going to project Christopher Antez to win just to spice things up. Uh, because yeah, who knows what, what's going to happen right there. Um, moving on to actually, I'm probably a more useless matchup. Uh, we've got snake versus Stephanie. Now, unlike Antez, Stephanie has absolutely no goddamn chance of the playoffs and snake is in. So I don't know. Kenyon Drake, I think broke his leg, Melvin Gordon, where did let's talk more about where did this all fall apart? Look at this, Andrew Bottom. Use your uh, professional analysis. When the fuck did this all fall apart for Stephanie Tucker? 
I don't know because her team looks so good. She had such a good QB matchup with Prescott and she did. She, she built top heavy. She never really had the running backs. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's it. She never yeah. had the running backs. She got the QBs. She got the tight end. She looking at her story. It's a huge. Uh, it's a it's a huge uh, a negative towards the tight end quarterback number one number two. We all thought that this meant everything, but that means she had to hit gold with her running backs, and she never really did. I mean, never really. I mean, Snake didn't either. I mean, I guess Montgomery and Henderson have had really good weeks, but now it's starting to show. You know, um, Henderson might not be the starting running back right now for the Rams. And David Montgomery is on a team that doesn't really score a lot of points. So, oh my goodness, he's got a lot of buy. His entire bench is buys. Uh, I don't think Stephanie wins this. I think running back was her weakness, and um, I think it could have gone better. I think she she didn't she doesn't have nearly <laughs> could have gone better. Could have gone better. She doesn't point. really have anywhere near the most uh, waiver wire moves in the league. But also losing AJ Brown, Kareem Hunt has basically been a no go. It's been a tough run for Stephanie, and uh, we'll probably have to give the win to Snake, and that will be the end of Stephanie's best draft award has brought her three wins, <laughs> and uh, that is no fun. So now that we move off that, we can start going to matchups that matter, and... Uh, hey. First, we'll... Uh, oh, I think everyone wants to hear about yours, so we'll get mine out of the way. We've got me it's versus Derge. Um, huge match. What's up? The huge matchup. Oh, huge, huge matchup. matchup. Yeah, me yeah. really fringe, fringe win. You know, I mean, JP is almost ten wins, but I'm almost six. So, I mean, yes, I don't. When I first started this season, I said, even if you've got bad rookie quarterbacks, you're going to get at least 10 to 15 points every week. And last <laughs> week, I think I got my first plus 10, perform 10 point performance from a quarterback. Zach Wilson got me 14 points. And that felt, I can't tell you how great that felt. So <laughs> with that being said, those days are probably over. Um, I don't know. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe Zach Wilson. I don't know. Um, I'll let you take a look at this. Uh, bottom, do I have a chance? If I beat Ben Derage, it's your only yeah. chance. So that's, you got to take a look that, at this with unbiased we know, eyes. We know who, is, who Zach's playing, and that doesn't we'll leave a lot there. of We'll get there. We'll get there. We're buried. We're, we're, we're hiding. You just look at this unbiased. Unbiased, uh, bottom. Can well, here, I beat Ben Derage? Here, here's the thing. is Out of anyone in this in this league... One of us is going to be rooting for your rookie quarterbacks. That'd be me. So I feel like means this could be the week, Julian. This could be the week that you exit the season knowing that you were true to yourself. There was a reason you put both Lawrence and Wilson in there. Mm -hmm. And that you can go to sleep. Well, probably not go to sleep because you'll have a new baby. But, I'll have you know, a new baby. Go I to won't sleep, sleep at some point. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, you know what? I later I'm gonna try to give you fancy advice. So I'll I'll ask you, bottom. Um, I am gonna probably try to swap linebackers and try to get my linebacker bike. Kaiser White just I, he was a fill in. I don't. Hopefully Waller plays, but if he doesn't have a backup tight end, my question is, I'm looking at Darnell Mooney. Um, he did not. He did me wrong last week. I feel like the the Chicago offense is not working. Would you play Ayuk instead of Darnell Mooney? 
or would you go to the Y? Like, what do, what, what do I do there? Or do I play my I both of my tight ends? I guess is yeah. He's like playing SF at Cincinnati. And where where is uh Chicago? Oh, Chicago's at Green Bay. So I feel like I might switch out Mooney. You might switch nah. out Mooney. Yeah. Yeah, Green Bay's been playing. Yeah, I feel well like Green Bay. Time. It's cold there. He's been dropping balls. It's just not gonna. Yeah. All right, you know what, Bottom, for you, because I know that my path, I don't want you blaming me. I don't want you blaming me. I'm thinking Darnell <laughs> Mooney is projected at eight, and I'm swapping him from Bandai Yuku, who's projected at seven. And we're going to do that because, Bottom, I know this means a lot to you. I know that this is, I, well, one, I know that finicky means everything to you and that nothing else in life even really matters. And then I also know that, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, tr- I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this to help you. Uh, feel purpose. So I'm going to do that. I was full purpose for the first half of the season. I'm not going to lie. I was feeling pretty high on the horse. <laughs> All right. So now we'll go on to the next matchup. We're not going to go to the bottom one yet because we've got one more matchup to take a look at first. We're going to look at, oh man, holy shit. This is a clash of the Titans. I've ever heard one. It is Zach McKee versus Ben Bliss. Now, I know all of you have been giving Ben Bliss a lot of shit, but I'm here to defend him because Ben Bliss's team is not the pile of horse shit you may think it is. I know that it looks like a complete fucking pile of horse shit. And I know that Keenan Allen, dare we say the best player on this team, just got COVID, which makes this team appear on paper like an even bigger huger mega pile of horse shit. But my man right here, Andrew Bottom is going to explain why Ben Bliss's team is not a huge steaming pile of horse shit. Uh, Andrew Bottom, you have the floor. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, there's a lot of players that are not in his lineup right now that will make a difference. He's going to put Kamara in there. Well, Kamara hasn't played in weeks, so we think he's waiting well, to see if Kamara's. Gonna I play. called Kamara. He said oh. he's going to play. Oh. He said his fancy totals to be double to make. Do a you refer to him by his last name? Is that the kind of relationship that you have? Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> called him bottom. We're going Kamara. <laughs> um, you know, Aldo Beckham Jr.'s fitting in right at the Rams. He's like, I love L.A., love the sunshine, and I hate the Cardinals. Like we all do. So yeah. I feel like he's going to punch Kyler Murray in the face. Kyler Murray won't be able to play anymore that entire game. And Zach loses all his Kyler Murray points. And that's after Matt Stafford throws Odo Beckham Jr. like five touchdowns. So I think it's going to be the, 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 the Odell, Beckham Jr., and Stafford connection that's going to be going on all night. Wow. TDs for Odell, TDs for Stafford. Double the points. Big TDs Double all up in the, the faces. Points. Double the points. This is incredible. I had no idea, Andrew, that this was all guaranteed to happen. I'm so excited. Um, guaranteed. Zach does have the Broncos D versus Detroit, which is, uh, I don't know, ideal. Um, Mike Williams doesn't do damage lately, but maybe he will now. Kyler Murray, obviously, Taysom Hill against the Jets. Could it be pretty hard for that? Devontae Freeman was a top 15 running back last week. Elijah Mitchell may not play football, but we'll see. Stephon Diggs, always good. Um, 
Damien Harris, Von Smith on a bye. DeAndre Swift, if he plays, that could really swing things. Uh, to play Ryan Tannehill or to not play Ryan Tannehill against Jacksonville for for Zach? You're a completely I mean, unbiased I, I, opinion. As we know, Jacksonville has been really excellent, excellent this entire season. I've been following your team, Julian. Mm. You know, um, yeah. so that's a, <laughs> that's a compliment that never ends. Yeah, I would say you know. Um, I don't know about playing because I hear Jacksonville's going to do really great things this week. Some really their defense have to ball is the entire their strength. Game. That's not saying much, but their defense is their strength. All right, so uh, seems like we're in a blanket agreement that um, Ben Bliss's team is not a huge pile of horse shit. But here's the thing: I I know what Zach wants to hear right now. I mean, he's 62% favored by the computer. There's no possible way that we can't say that Zach McKee is our lock of the week to win this matchup. <laughs> That's right. Zach McKee. 110% chance at victory. Zach McKee, not the, the mighty Lord above in the sky himself could not stop you from winning this game. And going to the playoffs and going all the way. This all is the way, a moment Zach McKee. for all of it. All the way. All nothing the way. can stop you. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nor human, nor beast. All right. That's great. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Okay. Now, let's look at our game of the week. Oh, boy. This is big. Andrew Lyle, 6-7 and seven versus Andrew Bottom, 7-6. and six. Oh. I, I've never seen something more beautiful in my goddamn life. Um, Andrew Bottom, right now, you are not favored to win this. Um, it is a 70% favoring of Andrew Lyle. Um, Lyle has a 0% chance of the playoffs uh, via the numbers. Um, I'll just ask you right now, is it over, Andrew? Or are you just going to throw in the towel? Is it over? I'm born for this, Julian. I am born to come back, to get on the scene. It was it was too easy. Everyone was like, this is weird. Bob's doing way too well. He's playing better than everybody, and we're a little bit nervous. So I had to scale it back. I didn't want to do any more 200-point games. I just made a couple of moves just off the top of my head without even going on the waiver wire. And let's see what the uh, the new updated uh matchup all right like. all right i'll take a look at these new updated moves this is this is a live changing of the guard i right love now. it yeah all right now the win probability just after your tiny little baby moves is now 54 percent for andrew lyle that's pretty crazy um andrew lyle is currently starting daniel jones who um odds are does not play football tua who we've made fun of a lot is not going to play football. Uh, Gardner Minshew, who hurt you personally, uh, is not going to play football. Um, he's really kind of waiting on Daniel Jones. And looking at the QB waiver wire, I mean, here are the people you may end up facing, Andrew Bottom. Um, Cam Newton, Jake Fromm, who joined the team mm, two weeks ago, Jared Goff versus Denver. Denver's known for defense. Jared Goff is known for interceptions. Davis Mills versus the C-Fence. And um, that's it. I mean, unless Trevor Simeon starts, there's nothing else there. Mar Marcus Mariota, maybe. Uh, 
Honestly, the wire is pretty bare. So just assume you're going to play camp. You're going to be playing against Cam Newton tomorrow or, you know, whenever they play Sunday. Um, but he's going to be added into this. And does that scare you? Are you scared of, of Cam, Camothy, Camothy Newton? Uh, I'm not scared of Cam, Cam except Burley. for that. He might, be, he might be throwing a lot of well, Newton's on. Is he still on Carolina? He is. Sorry. Well, he's back on well, Carolina. Yeah. Here, here's the thing is I'm about to make a big move and oh. this does affect Cam Newton a little here's bit. Here's the thing. You but, can oh. talk about who you're going to put in on the waiver wire. No one's going to hear this. No, this is not, just for my bench. Oh, okay. I was about to play my last game without my namesake. So I'm about to put my namesake back in and I want you to help me with this one move, Julian. Okay. DJ more butts. Yep. He's going back in. Got to put him in. Who do I replace? AJ Green. Mmm. Cole Beasley, Jerry Judy. Oh, man. I mean, Jerry Judy versus Detroit is kind of sexy, but he has not played well. AJ Green, not as appetizing now that Hopkins is back, although I do love having players on Monday. And Traquan Smith. You don't like Traquan Smith very much. You no, no, I don't like Traquan Smith. And you know what I don't like is is the fact that New Orleans doesn't have a quarterback. So I would not – unless he scores a touchdown, it's not worth it. Traquan Smith is not going 100 yards without a touchdown. All right, so, Traquan is out, and he's going to score 1,000 points, and I'm going to blame you for my entire losing season. If you think that hurts my feelings, it doesn't. Here's it. the thing. You haven't put in Aaron Jones yet. Aaron Jones? Oh, that's – oh, he's back. He's back, baby. Jesus Christ. Ooh. Is this how it happens, Andrew? Is this how it happens? He is back. <laughs> he's back. He's All right. Um, keep an eye on Mark Ingram because if Kamara doesn't play, you're going to want Mark Ingram. Yeah, I got, I got him there. I got him on the – got him on the – I we think Cole Beasley goes out. Cole's kind of a make or break. I think I think Cole is boomer bust. And with that, I think you can find somebody more substantial. Somebody I think I would take a look at is either Julio Jones. Who knows Mm -hmm. if he's gonna play? Um KJ Osborne. Uh I don't know if you heard that Adam Thielen is out. So KJ Osborne is gonna be playing the Adam Thielen role. Adam Thielen Uh. gets a lot of touchdowns. Or, and if you want to just, you know, maybe an homage towards uh, Antez, you could go out and grab your boy Tyler Conklin and play a a two tight end set maybe. Because I will say, Uh, Tyler Conklin, KJ Osborne, Julio, some of those are more appetizing than AJ Green and Jerry Judy, Cole Beasley. Um, That's just how I feel personally. Uh, I will say the Buffalo is going to Tampa Bay. It's going to be much warmer than what they had to deal with up in their home field. But I don't know. It's like it, those touchdowns could go to anybody. And I don't really personally like Cole Beasley as a player or a person. So you could take him out. You could take AJ out. You could take Jerry Judy out. And I think probably find better, more recently productive players on the wire. Okay. I heard it here. Um, heard it. You have to get rid of Singleton. You need a new defense. Oh yeah, no. I need a new a new defense and uh, head coach. And I haven't looked at that. Well, right, Eagles, let's take a look. Play. Let's take a look. Let's take a look right I, now. I, need to get a, I don't have a kicker in. That's why I'm. I don't got a kicker. I don't get a kicker. You need a kicker. You're gonna need a kicker. Uh, let's take a look at the kicker wire. Kicker wire. Um, McManus versus Detroit is hot. So is Young Ho Koo versus Carolina. So maybe uh, Zerlin versus Washington. But here. 
here's my thing, Bottom. Mm. Are, you, are you hearing me? There's a lot you. of hot kickers right now. They're really sexy. Really oh. hot kickers. Green Bay. I'm a Crosby uh, guy. pretty good. Cros- but he- Crosby's my guy. But wouldn't you want to watch Jason Myers kick like 11 field goals versus Houston? Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to see Jason Myers? Mr. J. Myers score I mean, I a fuck ton of I'd... points. I think Brendan McManus <laughs> might get more points versus Detroit. Or maybe Detroit's going to slow the fuck out of that game. What do you but, think about Crosby in Chicago at home? Crosby has missed a couple kicks this year. I know that because I used to sure. own him. And if Chicago, it's in Green Bay, and that's still, it's not a great atmosphere. It's cold. It's windy. That's true. It's true. I mean, here's the thing. You're going to watch that game. That's the only reason. I'd say if you're going to watch the game, maybe get Crosby. Um, Tennessee versus Jacksonville. Randy Bullock's not a bad kicker to have either. But part of me really loves the idea of watching the Seahawks and watching them kick all over Houston. Uh, but you're, here's a, what I would pick a game you're going to watch. This might be the last fantasy game of relevance to you. So I would maybe pick a game you're going to watch. Randy Bullock versus Jacksonville is nice. Raising Crosby versus Chicago is nice because you're going to watch it. McManus versus Detroit is probably your smartest pick. But personally, if I were doing this, and this is the guy who has picked all of his quarterbacks on emotions and absolutely avoid a fact, <laughs> I love Jay Myers versus Houston. So, and they're in a dome. So, I don't know, Bottom. That one's up to you. You got to pick what kicker you like. Uh, Defense wise, let's take a peek. Um, you could still get the Packers versus Chicago, which is yeah. great. But honestly, great. do you want to know who I'd, I'd have you put your money down on? Ew. Chargers. The Chargers. Because Jake Fromm has played – he's been on the team for two weeks, and he might start for the New York Giants. And the yeah. Chargers' defense is good. I mean, at least Chicago, they've got two options that are decent. I know. I know that Andy Dalton threw four interceptions last week. No one has ever thrown four interceptions two weeks in a row. I would mm-hmm. say if you want to go, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a high profile Sunday game that everyone's going to be thinking about it. I would pick chargers. I would go chargers over the giants. Then again, I'm not going to the playoffs bottom. You got to follow your own path, but I love chargers versus giants. That's, that's your thing. Um, you also need a new coach. I do need a new here. coach. Let's look at the coach here. Let's say, let's take a look at these lines. Now, Packers versus Chicago is a smart pick, and so is Chargers versus Giants. I think uh, both of those. In fact, there were four, five, five great coaches to pick from. You've got Packers versus Chicago, Chargers versus Giants, Titans versus Jacksonville, Broncos versus Detroit, Seahawks versus Houston. If you parlayed those five together uh, just to win, you're going to make money next week. So I I would definitely take those. I'm uh, I stuck. Holy one. I'm shit! Take, take, and up below all those, it's the Saints versus Jets. Oh my God! This is the best coaching coaching lineup I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Holy God! There are interesting. Six. So once you make a move, you can't actually un. You can you can't. Oh, you can drop the move. Okay, because I realized that I wanted to drop the same person on my team twice. 
two are different people. So. Yeah, no, I mean, you could probably sort out your coach in the morning. There are six good coaches on the wire right now. You're, you're set. All right, Bottom, are you feeling like you're in good shape? Feel like you're I feel like I moves. feel like I'm glad you gave me a call. I was having a, a rough day, and I feel re-energized. And um, you know, I think I like to play the underdog role. So having a 95% chance of getting in the playoffs is too much for me. So so going into week, you know, number 14, 30% chance. I think my my biggest competition is Chris Antez with 1% because he's that's true. You Honestly, never know. I watched the game. It's a Thursday night game. If you're going to make a move for your extra, I know he said Julio and Mm -hmm. Julio's fine. But if you wait for Julio Jones, he may not play at all. And if he does, he might not be great. And that team is falling apart. Tyler Conklin got targeted a shit ton last week. And it's a Thursday night game, which means they don't get to come up with any super crazy new ideas. Tyler Conklin versus on Thursday night football. That might be a fun. He's only projected for five. It's not going to blow your pants off, but I don't know. It's a fun pick. Fun pickup. Tyler Conklin versus Pittsburgh. Well, we are going to, we're going to see how it goes. And, um, I'm excited to, uh, you know, hopefully beat snake this year in the, in the final. Oh yeah. And that's definitely how it's going to go. All right. So, um, this is the, the last thing I need to talk to you about him because, Oddly enough, you're an expertise in this realm. We're talking about Oregon State football. They're playing in a bowl game in L.A., and I'm going in two weeks. I am ecstatic. That's not it, but I am very happy for you, but that's not it. It is the Seahawks and something I don't even know if you've thought about yet. Um. All right, well, first, we'll we'll start start with this, then we'll make it off to a a positive. Um, So you know that Paul Allen doesn't own the Seahawks anymore because he's no more. Uh, Jody Allen owns the Seahawks now, um, and she also owns the Blazers. That's very true. And the Blazers fired their coach. That's Damian Lillard. And they have Damian Lillard. And they don't know what they're going to do with Damian Lillard. And true. the Blazers aren't doing great so far. And they fired their coach. Very so true. how do you feel? Do you think that because the Blazers fired their coach and now they're not, now they're kind of doing worse... Do you think that's going to affect, like, do you think the Seahawks are going to go the same way of the Blazers? Like, right now, people are talking to whether the Blazers can even hold on to Dame. How do you here's, feel about that, Andrew? Here's my, and, you know, I'm I'm not, I, I've never lived, obviously, in Seattle, so I don't hear the Seattle sports talk radio going on, you know, constantly. It's not um, as good as you think it is, but yes, continue. <laughs> uh, from, from someone who's 95% of my teams are underdogs that don't have winning records generally, um, I would say the Seahawks are one of the few teams that have always done well, and I feel like it would be an overreaction to say one bad season, and we need to can someone who has done extremely well winning percentage-wise the last decade. Uh, I feel like transitions usually don't mean an immediate, you know, great winning season the next year. I think it makes it a larger rebuild. I don't under, I don't know what's going on specifically with with Russ and that future and his salary. I think he, on one of the old podcasts, you guys said he had quite a high salary that that made it difficult to get other players around him. So I don't know if we need to talk to Sierra and say, hey, you need to talk to your man. And you know, you guys need you got you make a lot make some more hit songs. You know, um, how about how about instead of you know one two step one two three step you know something like that. And uh, you know, I think. He also might be really focused, and this is another Portland connection with trying to bring baseball to Portland. 
I know they want to be co-owners, so maybe he's been a little bit, you know, distracted. All right, so with that, do you think the Seahawks can make the playoffs bottom? I uh, don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. But I I would be against a major overhaul because it's been one bad season out of, you know, I don't know, the last decade. Have we had a losing season besides this one the last decade? So, you know. And no, it, took me, it took me a while to even like Pete because he was a USC guy. I've gotten over that over the years. So, Joshua Serna. I remember the name of the kicker that missed that kick against USC and for some reason can never forget it. Joshua Serna. Um, well, Bottom, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you are feeling that way. about. Uh, that's exactly how I feel, and I don't think a lot of people feel that way. But, yeah, I'm against the blow-up. And, yeah, being uh, surrounded by the, uh, oh, I guess the Seahawks radio probably, it's brainwashed me a little bit. But, yeah, everyone here wants heads to roll. And, yeah, I don't think it's quite the right decision either. So with that, Bottom, I hope you have some fire fire takes. We've got ooh about a minute thirty, and Andrew, it's all your time. You can either talk shit about other people on the pod, or just prophesize your own victory, or just talk about the Seahawks or anything else. This is your time, Andrew. Bottom, one minute on the clock. Um, here's what I'm gonna say. If for some odd reason I don't make the playoffs, which is preposterous, however. If that were to happen, I'm going to say the winner of this year's finicky would be Dog Dad himself, Ben Derriger. Holy shit. Because I think so far the dads have been doing real good these past years. And I think, as Derriger pointed out, we have not had a, uh, you know, a dog father, as they would say, bringing it in. So I would at least throw it out to the bachelors out there to get a win for us because I think those at home with their kids spending too much time focusing on finicky and need to focus more time on their family. The rise of the dog father? Is that what you're saying, Ben? Oh, my <laughs> God, Andrew Bottom prophesizing the rise of the dog father, Ben Derriger. This has been the Finicky Podcast. Andrew Bottom, thank you much as always. Everyone. Happy holidays and good night!